date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Good morning. Hi, everybody. It's a snowy Monday morning in Utah. And icy. And icy, yeah. It's all right. Peggy today has the coolest subject. This is a really fun topic that I hope that you will take at least, there's going to be a lot of information, but I hope you'll take at least a little bit of this and start to practice this because it can be really powerful in helping you achieve what you want to achieve in your life in all areas of your life. Even relationships. And especially relationships because that's what we love to talk about. And guess what? We have Jay here, the fiance. <laughs> my, my fiance's here. He is so good at doing this. So we're talking about visualization. And Jay is so good at this. And I wanted him to come on and share with you some of the things that he has done in his life that have changed his life, that has brought him success. Um, so this is visualization, the path to success. All right, first of all, Visualization, you want to have a goal. Like a goal is a self-determined destiny. It's like it's creating what we want in our life. It's a powerful thing to be able to say, this is what I want and I'm going to go for it. Okay, so I want to bring in scripture because I love to know that this is Heavenly Father's way of doing things too. And that is Moses 3, 5. And he's talking about the creation and he talks about all the things that he's creating for the earth. And he says, For I, the Lord God, created all things of which we have spoken spiritually before they were naturally upon the earth. So God created, and I know you guys have heard that so many times, God created spiritually before he created physically. Have you ever thought what that's like for us? How would we do that? Uh, no. That's overwhelming to think about. That, well, no, not the, not, I'm not talking about the earth, but how would I create something spiritually before I create it physically? Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Have you done this before, Sharon, in well, your life where, where you have a real clear, like you had, a, I know you have. Yeah. Well, no, when I get spiritualized, it's almost meditative. You know, when you start thinking that and in prayers, even I'll kind of go to the blank Right. The blank space where I really feel connected to Heavenly Father. Yeah. That's interesting. You call it a, a blank space. Well, it, it's just it's like it, it's because everything else is left behind. Is left behind. It's You're just between you and God. Like going to the temple. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So, when we set a goal, like I said, it's it. We are self determining our destiny. Now, some people may say, "Well, I can't do what God's going to do for. I can't say I'm going to be married to this." You know, yes, you can. There are things you can do, and you can reach for those things, whether you, uh, sometimes they may be goals that are not reachable, but they're going to give you a target. They're going to improve your life. They're going to move you forward, right? So when we visualize, we bring our future into the present. So think about that. When you visualize, you bring your future into the present moment. And there's ways to that. We're going to talk about that. Now, um, what you want to do is you want to write out, start with writing. And I know writing maybe isn't everybody's strengths. And I'm going to talk about this 
throughout is that you want to make this work for you. And Jay's going to talk about this because writing doesn't work as well for him, but it works really well right. for me. Well, there's several different things we're going to talk about because not everything is going to work for everybody. Right. Um, so, but start by writing it out so that it's really clear, really simple, you know, really straightforward. And then um, add to it emotion. You want to have emotion. You want to write out maybe what are some hurdles that you're going to have so that you're aware of those things. Now, there are ways we are not going to talk about that in this podcast. There are ways to overcome those hurdles. Um, maybe there's beliefs. Maybe there's um, choices that you've made in the past. Maybe there's traumas. So though there's a whole bunch of tools you can use to to deal with those and to diffuse those in your imagination so that they start to fall away in your life. And that actually is a, a, the bulk of what I do with my um, the journey work that I do is I help people with those kinds of details. So, but write out the hurdles and the possible roadblocks and maybe even write out some things that you're going to do to overcome those. And uh, putting feeling into it is really important. Also, write out the qualities that you will need to develop in order to achieve those goals. Okay, now we're talking generally, but maybe uh, if we speak specifically just for a moment here about relationships, maybe you need to develop self-confidence. What are you going to do to develop your self-confidence? Um, and then you want to add the five cents, some of your sensory work to it when you visualize Um this is really powerful because it taps into the deeper into the deeper part of the brain. Now, not everybody has the same sense. I would say probably seventy percent of the population, their visualization is their strongest. You know, right. seeing is the strongest thing. But some people, um, it's you know, smell is really powerful for them, or kinesthetic, which is the feeling, which could be emotional feeling it in your body. It could be touch you know, feeling the touch of the, the, the warmth of holding someone in your arms, you know, right. those kinds of things. Um, hearing the auditory, you oh, know, yeah. you know, being able to speak out loud. And another thing about hearing is um, how we associate different emotions with hearing. Like, I just want to point out like the Rocky theme song. Oh, music when, is powerful. Yeah. When he's, when he's running up those stairs and that, that music that's playing, like how that would motivate us, you know, no, yes. nobody's going to hear that music and go, huh? Right. You know, like, you know, we're motivated. We're, we're feeling empowered. So listening and hearing is really an important sense as far as our visualization and our goals. Right. And you're, the sound of your own voice. I mean, speaking out loud connects with the kinesthetic or the feeling in your body because you can feel the vibration, but you also hear your own voice, like when you speak out a, an affirmation, you know, but, but playing music, if you wanted to really get into doing some powerhouse goal setting, there's a way that you can do it called ideal life vision. And that's something that I can help you with. You know, it's, it's a process, but you can write it all out. And you can record it in your own voice and you add music that'll help to get you in that deeper brain state where you create the things you want through the music. It helps you to get into more of that meditative state. So I love that love you brought it. up that the yes. music is really powerful and you can just imagine hearing it in your own head. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I used to be a runner and the, the last little quarter mile that was so hard. It's like, okay, there's the Rocky music. Here we go. <laughs> like I can't slow down now. It's great. 
So adding the five senses to it is going to be an important, not all of them, but your primary ones. Um, And then then you're going to want to um, process through, like I said, any of the debris, which are the obstacles in, in your pathway. And you want to do this in a very relaxed state. Yes. So there's a whole science behind that, and that is... There are the four states of the brain, alpha, beta, theta, and delta. And those are brain waves. I'm so impressed you're using the brain. Yes. (laughs) And so really getting into a relaxed state before you visualize. Now, the visualization doesn't have to be long. It It can be 30 seconds, and then you can do another 30 second one, you know. And so now we're going to get into the different types of imagery that might come up or that you could use. Um, spontaneous, something pops up out of nowhere, like maybe it's a childhood memory or it's an image of something in the future, and that can be part of the imagery. Induced, which means you are like seeing, you you actually see yourself with a, for, with a sold sign on your property. Okay, that's induced. Um, you consciously select those things. Um, then there's concrete or abstract. For example, if you are trying to overcome smoking, maybe you see your lungs as clear and pink and you feel good um, and if your you're breathing is easy. Or abstract might be you see a cigarette, a cigarette with a red sign, with a red cross through it, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, and then there's general versus specific, so you can see yourself as optimi- optimal. Op- excuse me. You can see yourself as optimally healthy, um, energetic, happy with vitality. So that would be kind of a general, like if you're working on your health, or seeing a broken bone mending quickly, with supporting muscles and tissues, regaining the bulk and the strength. So that's so fascinating. I know, isn't it fascinating? Um, and then you can do like the end goal versus the processing of it. So the end goal might be seeing winning that basketball game, having, you know, going, yeah, and right. seeing the team. Um, or the, the process work of it, you can imagine yourself getting that, that shot like the shot going in every time, you know, as you imagine it. So those are just kind of some basics. And I don't want to overwhelm you, but I just want you to know that how you do it can be really, like you can do it the way that works for you. You don't have to do it like the way somebody else is doing it. Right. Um, So if you haven't listened to our goals, our New Year's resolutions um, podcast, you need to go back and listen to that because... Um, We talk about visualizing the end goal, not visualizing how hard it's going to be to get there. Right. You know, and that's super important. If you can't visualize the end and how good, like, you know, your lungs being clear if you quit smoking, as we talk to LDS people. But, you know, (laughs) if you can't visualize the good stuff at the end, it's going to be all that much harder to get there. Yes, that's a good point. So you might break it down into baby steps instead of that you might be picture yourself having the impulse since we're talking about smoking 
We have people that might be smoking or maybe they've overcome it in their life or maybe they've picked up a bad habit and they're trying right. to overcome it. So your diet Coke habit. You, yeah, right. A diet Coke habit. Pick, picture yourself the feelings and the cravings and see yourself relaxed and doing something different in a moment. So you want to, you can do baby steps to the end right. goal until you can start seeing yourself having not, not drinking any Diet Coke anymore. Right. Well, when my kids were little, and I tell people to pick their goals apart like this. When my kids were little, I wouldn't go in and say, clean your room. Because they were little kids, and that's overwhelming and like daunting, right? They don't they, know what that means, You maybe. know, they're looking at their room going, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all this stuff? But if I picked it apart for them, if I said, hey, right before dinner, will you go in and put all your dirty clothes in the hamper? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then after dinner, I'd be like, hey, would you go put your books and toys away? And they'd be like, okay, yeah. And then I'd be like, hey, go pick up any garbage before bed. And they'd have a clean room and we'd make a big deal about it. Were they visualizing the clean room? Not really, because they were kids, but we broke it up and it was never a fight. Go clean your room. I just don't know how or I can't or, you know, it was just little bite-sized pieces that got their rooms clean. And I tell people, you have to tackle it that way. Yes. Yes. I think that's a really important point. Um, and it is with any goals that you set and any anything you're trying to achieve, break it down into the smaller yes. goals. And Sharon, I like as because it can be overwhelming, as you said, mm-hmm. those that maybe you don't understand, maybe you're maybe you're not, you're so stuck in one place, like you can't imagine having the confidence to be able to go on that first date. Or, and so you're going to break it down into, well, how can I have confidence just today? Right. And confidence, by the way, is, is made by doing what you say you're going to do. You, you build confidence within yourself because you, you say, I'm going to read my scriptures every day, every day this week for five minutes. You do that, that builds that confidence muscle. It's like a muscle right. we're building. Visualization is right. the same thing. It's like a muscle. So there's some things to, four things to remember when you're visualizing. The vividness of the imagery is not nearly as important as having control of the imagery. So, for example, winning the basketball game, seeing yourself, um, maybe you see yourself not making, or maybe it's just making the basket. Maybe you have a hard time seeing yourself making the basket. Being able to spend some time and feel yourself and see yourself hit it just exactly right on the backboard and then through the hoop, like just imagining yourself and being able to change that, being able to move to the side, being able to, you know, do the different moves. Changing it is more important than getting all of the details, the vividness of the imagery. Right. I, this just reminds me of playing young women's basketball back in the day when church sports were a thing, because we tend to do the opposite. You know, I was a shooting point guard and I was pretty good at an outside shot and everything. But there was one team and we played against this girl named Jody. I will never forget her. She was like four foot 11 and she was a monster on the basketball court. <laughs> and we were all afraid of her. And where do we go in our head when we see Jody? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm this. never going to get this. Yes, I'm never going to get near the hoop. Right. Like, that girl is all over the place. She was five people in one. And so we tend to go back. We tend to retreat back to ourselves and go, oh, no. You know, <laughs> right. when we see a hurdle, a familiar hurdle, 
we tend to do that to ourselves when we need to be visualizing, no, that basket is going to leave my finger, or that basketball is going to leave my fingers and it's going to hit that, the backboard and swoosh right through, you know. In so, the presence of Jody. In the presence <laughs> of Jody. Jody will no be Jody. there. Jody yeah, or yeah. no dear, you oh, can oh. imagine. And I'm going to overcome that and get yes. that yes. ball in the basket. But yes, but watch your Jodies. Watch, right. watch where you're going, the familiar things that you're going, oh, no. Right. Oh, no. Oh, there's that hurdle again. Oh, no, yeah. I can't do. Oh, I hate playing against her, you know? Yeah. And again, there's specific things you can do that we're not going to go into today, but I'd be happy to help you with them. And Sharon, too, to help you overcome those and work through those. That's part of what a coach is for. Well, yes. We, and we can't be coaches without promoting visualization. Like, right. No coach would do that. Right. Okay, another thing, number two, is... Um, sensing just a part of your image can trigger a subconscious association or the patterning of the bigger picture. So just grabbing a piece of the image can help you on your pathway to the end goal. So like we were kind of talking about that, about feeling your fingers pushing the ball, ball right. and getting it into the basket in spite of Jody. Right, <laughs> right. Being right. right there. Um, three, pacing of imagery is very important. So you need to do this based on your personality type, like a type A personality, trying to slow down to like a type B personality, that's probably not going to work as well. Right. Do it for your personality and how it works for you. Yes. Um, so the details of the imagery is more important than anything discussed so far. So... The subconscious cannot tell a real event from an imagined event. So getting some of the details in there, like your fingers on the ball, like feeling the, yourself push up off and how excited you are and the whoosh into the, the sound of the, right. the ball yes. and the hoop kind All of thing. Of Since we've the, been talking the, about the feelings, sports. The yeah. Sight, yes. So Sharon, how would this work in dating? So if you, you know, having laid this foundation of the different kinds of things you, you do, you right. can do in visualization. Well, so it depends on what you're actually trying to visualize. Are you trying to visualize an actual date? You know, maybe you said something stupid on a former date that you were embarrassed about. Maybe you ran at the mouth too much and didn't answer questions. It just, it depends on what, what the goal is. I want to have a successful date that I feel good about, you know, we're going to visualize. Right. You know? Well, what if we did like a six-month goal and then a one- or two-year goal? So if we were dating, let's say it's someone that is has had a bad experience, they stepped away from dating, and now they're going to start up again. Their goal is to have like a successful first date. Or they want to have multiple women to pick from that are really the quality of women that they want to date. So how would they use visualization? I'm like, let's not use a vision board for that. <laughs> <laughs> Although vision boards are very valuable. Oh, they are. <clears throat> they are. But no, it just, it, like I said, it depends on where you want to get. If you want to date multiple people, I mean, that's really putting yourself out there. You know, you have to take the steps. What's that going to take? That's going to take really good profile pictures. That's going to take me getting dressed up super cute for every event I go to, to try to make a good impression. So you were talking before 
we we started today mm-hmm. was we were doing our little brainstorm session about about talking to clients who put you tell them what to do for their profile. Yes. <laughs> and they have those uh uh-uh, uh I'm not doing that. Right. I know. I have a lot of trust me conversations. <laughs> trust me. Just trust and it me. It works. Yes. It works. It's yes. like, okay, when you put up this picture, that's the right picture to put up. You focus on this particular part of the picture, write something about it. Right? Yeah. That kind of thing. So you help people with taking the steps. So their goal and their visualization is maybe to have multiple options of yes. quality women to look at. So part of it is putting up their profile how they present themselves. So right. that's part of the baby steps. Right. Well, and it's like, like I said, depending on the goal, you're going to pick that apart. So if the goal is to get, say, I want three dates in one week. You know what? We're not going to get discouraged if you only get one date the that's, first week. We've got we've to aim high. Yeah. But you have to start with one date. Right. And you have to understand that you had this goal for three dates, but... Like, let's not put a time frame on it. Let's do, okay, we had one date this week, and that's good. You know, and the date went well. And maybe the next week, you're going to do something a little bit tiny bit different. Maybe you're going to go to a few more activities. Maybe you're going to introduce yourself to a couple more people. This intention to have three dates in a week is a good thing. Yeah. If that's, you know, if that if you, that's where you're headed. Yeah. If this, that, yeah. Like, if that's your intention. So, like I said, if that's your intention, you need to do the things, you know, like, you know, it's like pick up your clothes, pick up... <laughs> pick up your books, you know, pick up your garbage. What are the bits and pieces that are going to help you get there? Right. And, so, and this is why people get coaches. Right. To help for, you with those details because it could be different you know, because, for each person. You know, to help people kind of work through what they really do need to do that's different from what they're doing now getting zero dates. Yeah, because they can't, you can't see. Right. That's and, why we get coaches yeah. is we need someone to help us see things we can't see. Right. So, um, so I'm going to give you three tips for, for improving and making your visualization better. And one is be enthusiastic. Feel the excitement, yes. the energy. And, and it, what it does is it actually, it's a brain thing. It, it's, it connects with the limbic system. It actually gets it going, which is the middle emotional brain. And so... And also the sensory stuff connects with different parts of the brain too. So the more senses you use, um, the more power it can have in your brain. Um, So be enthusiastic is the first one. And then the second one is use both your left and your right brain. Okay. Sharon, you know what I'm talking about here? Yeah, one is the focus, the logical, the real focus, the left brain, and the playful fun of the right brain, right? The lightness of it, the playfulness. So bring in both of those. And the third one is use symbolic images of your goal. Like what would be a symbolic image of maybe getting married? Seeing yourself in the temple? Right. Right. With, that with you your can, partner? That you can put a, on a vision board. You could right. put the wedding dress. You could put the temple. You know, maybe right. some other goals that are going to help you be there. Maybe you need more scriptures. Maybe you need to be closer to Heavenly Father. Maybe Heavenly Father needs to know your goals. Yes. You, you need know? to communicate with him. This is what I want. Now, you need to also be listening 
for him. Like when, when I did the interview with Marilee Richens back on, I can't remember which episode it was in the 60s, where um, she said God had a different plan for her. Yeah. And she needed to be single for a while because he had work for her to do that way. So there's that too. Yeah. But as you're listening to the Spirit, as you're being prayerful, these goals, you're going to find that sweet spot where you were talking about where everything falls away and that feels, that pathway feels clear, right? Yes. So now, do you have anything more you want to add? Well, I just want to talk about a few ways that we can use visualization. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, because everybody thinks visualization, you need to get into a meditative state, right? And that's a good thing. You know, I tell people that, you know, really have like a fear of relationships. We, we go through visualization things. You know, you've had a bad day at work. I want you to come home and visualize Take two minutes, two quiet minutes, like you said, quiet, and visualize what that would be like to come home in a healthy relationship to a spouse that cares about you, because a lot of people have had trauma in their previous marriages. What, what would that look like for you to come home to a healthy marriage after a really horrible day at work? Yes. You know, and, it's a and great take idea. a couple minutes and have, you know, it's like you walk in the door and your spouse says, oh, geez, I'm so sorry. How can I help you? What can I do to help you feel better? You know, and what a healthy relationship actually looks like. And we do this a lot. So that's like a meditative state. Yeah. Well, and just taking a couple of deep breaths to get yourself clear yeah. can be a meditate, can, can help you relax a little bit more. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a big deal, like spending five minutes relaxing first. Right. Um, we can use affirmations. With, I think it's good. With yes. ourselves in the mirror and, um, you know pump ourselves up for things. Um, index cards, make flashcards of what you're trying to accomplish, the baby steps maybe, um, some things that you need to do and look at that. And maybe you need flashcards of your wedding dress and you're in the temple and, you know, and those kind of things. Um, of course, we just talked about a vision board. Those are always great. Um, imagine yourself in that situation, kind of like what I just talked about. You know, imagine yourself on a really fun date where you say all the right things and the other person laughs at all your jokes. Like, use imagery that way. Um, I was trying to think of what... Oh, journaling. Of course, you were saying write things down. Yeah. Making lists, journaling. I always like to journal my progress. I always like to see where I came from to where I am now. I love that. That's a really you good know, thing. Because um, that can build confidence. And, yeah. and, you know, write a letter to your future self. I do this all the time after we do the process work. That is some of the most powerful stuff. Actually, we write it from the future self to the present self. So ah. we 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 use um, the third. Like you step away from who you are and you uh, who you are now, and you actually. There's a whole process that I do to get them there to the future self, and they feel it and they see it, and then they write a letter to the present self. So writing letters either to your right. future self or to the present self from the future self are both powerful. Right. And then the last one is maybe some, maybe you need a big, I'm going to call it the success, success map. Maybe you just need a big poster board of, um, all the steps you're going to take to get where you need to be, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so that you see that kind of like a vision board, but it's your success board of, of all the, all the little pieces you're going to do along the way. And maybe you can mark those off. Maybe you can put a big red X through them when they're finished. Um, you know, so that you know that you accomplished that. That's great. I you love know, it. But having it in front of you. And then also 
I, I would like people to really acknowledge um, their wins. Oh, Write yeah. down your wins. Not only you that, know, celebrate. Document, document and celebrate your wins when you actually accomplish something that you didn't think you were going to. Or maybe it was easier than you thought. You know, journal about it. Write it down. Make a list. Maybe put it on your board. I did it, you know. Another way to do that would be to make a list of things you're going to do when you get those wins. Like, I'm going to jump up and down. I'm going to put on my favorite song. I'm going to, you know, whatever that is. I'm like, Peggy's got the music. I'm like, I'm going to get a cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I'm like, I'm going to dance. Yeah, I love it. Great. So you all know Jay's been sitting here and I'm going to ask him some questions. And and I know he's had so many thoughts as we've been talking here because, like I said, he's done this for a long time. When did you first start visualizing Jay? Well, <clears throat> kind of warm up my voice. Um, when I was really young, the, the very first kind of major visualization, I was 10 or 11, and... Uh, I, and I think, I, I don't know if I have the weights exactly right, but I had to be 100 pounds to be able to play Pop Warner football in California. And I wanted to play football super bad. I Growing up, I'd watch football on TV. Larry Zonka, running back for the Miami Dolphins, was one of my heroes. And, and, I, and I was visualizing myself playing football and how fun it would be and how awesome. And, and so I had about 15 to 20 pounds to lose. And so I visualized myself thinner. I visualized myself. Um, I ate a half a can of spinach a day. I, yeah, it was great. It was crazy. I did visualize Popeye. That's why I picked spinach because he was so strong and I wanted to be this big, strong football player. And so, and, and it's interesting how you say journaling because like I have a weight loss goal right now, which I can mention a little bit later, but I had a goal, and so I wrote down everything I ate. So I knew if anything that I was going to eat, I had to write down, which is powerful because you hold yourself accountable. And then two, I weighed myself every day, so I kept progress. And you know, losing one pound is sometimes exhilarating because it's like, okay, I'm one pound closer to that goal. And then I envisioned myself getting on the scale and seeing the scale you know, be under a hundred pounds. And, you know, I, I think I was like 99.7 and I had envisioned that I was going to be like 99.3. So I wasn't, I was off by 0.4, but, and just, I, and I, and I'm a very emotional person. Emotions are really strong for me. And so I imagine what would I feel like and how, uh, I'm getting emotional right now, but uh, how would my parents think? And, you know, and just the joy of being able to play football and, and be with my friends. And, and that was just a powerful motivator for me to be able to, to visualize that and to be able to be successful. And, and I did lose the weight and I played football and it was awesome. That's really great. Not too many 11 year olds that I know of would have that kind of capa- uh, uh, just foresight to right. do that. So Jay, what about in your present life, you and I have talked about the last few years. Tell us a little bit about your goals for the last few years and how things have worked out for you. Well, you know, I know a lot of your listeners have gone through divorces. Uh, I know Sharon works with a lot of widows or widowers. And, you know, sometimes your lowest points are right after that happens, right? Right after you've lost your loved one or or you've been rejected and, and there's a divorce. And, you know, three years ago, uh, for me, about three years ago, I was, uh, I 
you know, I got divorced and, and I was very, I was at one of my lowest points. I was very sick at the time. I was in a wheelchair. I was on oxygen. I was having four to five seizures a day. And I moved into my mom's house, you know, 56 years old or 55 years old. And I'm living in a room at my mom's house. Right. And so I'm, I'm looking at my life going, what, can I even take care of myself? What is going to happen? So there was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of fear. And, and for me, I had to take baby steps. And I, so I set small goals, like I was going to go to church during that time COVID was ending and we were watching church online a lot. And so I was like, no, I'm going to physically go to church. And, and so I, I met that goal. I'm going to go to the movies by myself. And so I, and I had done, I had done some therapy, uh, previously some EMDR, it's a trauma therapy. And so I just focused at the time on my healing, but I, I also, created a vision board. There was things that I wanted. I wanted to be able to be out of the wheelchair. I wanted to be off oxygen. I wanted to, to be healthier. I wanted to lose weight and, and I wanted, and so I started walking every day with my pup and I started, I just started these small things that led me to the point of losing a hundred pounds, um, getting out of the wheelchair. I was, I was doing something called biofeedback that, that reversed my seizures. So I no longer had seizures. I titrated off seven or eight meds. Um, I just, my whole life turned around and I visualized all of this. I visualized what it would be like off oxygen, what it would be like off of a wheelchair. How often did you visualize this? Daily. I mean, I, when you're sitting in a room and and your family, <laughs> yeah. you know, your ex-wife has taken the kids and loaded up the U-Haul and moved to Utah and you're sitting in Arizona in the, in a, in the mountains, you have a lot of time to think. And so I spent every single day visualizing this and, and celebrating the small victories. And, and I eventually moved to Utah. I felt like that's what I needed to do. And I created a vision board and on my vision board, I had my two daughters, Zandri and Bella. I wanted them to live with me and be able to raise them. I had a picture of the temple in the middle of my vision board. Um, I had, um, I had, uh, different things for work and, and, and it, and it, it, you know, I, I envisioned myself, I, because of being sick, I hadn't driven for seven years. And so I envisioned myself owning an SUV and I visualized this SUV and it was going to be red because I, I wanted a red car my whole life and it, and I didn't want it to be too small, but I didn't want it to be too big. And so I just pictured it and, and I was able to get a car. I had a son-in-law that worked for Mark Miller Toyota and, and I bought a RAV4 and it's red and it's wonderful and beautiful. And, and that, that came to be, and my two daughters in July, this last year came to live with me full time. And that came to be, and, and that was a real miracle. That I was mean, a, that was a real miracle. Cause I was thinking that, you know, I might need to go to court or I need, might need to fight my ex-wife. And, and she, she, she at that point was like, no, I totally support them coming to live with you. And, and I feel like her heart was changed and, and she was influenced by my prayers and my visualization. Yeah. So you visualized that you really, and that was still something you were doing daily, but you also used the vision board as well which helps you with the visualization. Now you had said to me before that actually writing and journaling about it is not as powerful for you. Well, writing down the goals itself, like writing down um, things and, and, you know, cause sometimes for me, if I write it down, it goes in a desk drawer or it sits on a table or 
and I don't see it as much. The vision boards, I'm very, I'm a very visual person. And so being able to see a vision board and I had the vision board right every time I walked in my room, it was right in my face. That was important to me. And, and when I talk about, when I talked about writing it down, it's just like write people at the, like January 1st, write down all these goals. For me, it was, it was the emotion and the visualization of what I wanted to accomplish. And so I replay that over my mind. So it's, it's almost something that I memorize. It's not something that I have to go to a piece of paper and say, okay, here's a list of my goals. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. But I do do journaling in terms of keeping track of my goals or keeping track of what's doing. And I'll give you an example. Like, so all those came to be, and then, you know, I said there was a picture of the temple in the middle of it. And I, I, I visualized, I didn't visualize a particular person and I didn't visualize a time frame, but I visualized being in, in a healthy relationship for the first time in my life. And that was very important to me. And, you know, when I moved to Utah, I started dating. I dated a few different people. But um, as you well know, I started dating you um, almost two years ago. It'll be two years in April. We've dated off and on for that period of time. And those things, that visualization, that healthy relationship, you know, we've had some ups and downs in our relationship, but that helped me focus. And I, I had that in my life. And, it, and we talk about self-confidence that really, we had gone out for about five months and we broke up. And after we broke up, my self-confidence skyrocketed. And the reason why is because I had this goal, this visualization of dating an incredible person, dating somebody that was healthy, having this experience. And I had it. I did it. And so when you accomplish that goal, it's like after we broke up, I was like, wow, I can do this. I can date somebody that's healthy. I can be successful in the dating world. Because like many of you, you know, you're in your 50s and you're like, date, last time I dated was 20 years ago. And or 40s. or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. And it's yeah. like, can I even do this? And, and the whole landscape's different. And so, you know, that's really important. Um, you know, and one of my latest visualizations is um, many of you may or may not know this, but Peggy and I are going to be married on April 27th this year. And it is, I wanted to lose about 25 pounds. I want to be down to 275 pounds. And so I have visualized exactly what I need to do. And as of January 1st, I'm using the keto diet because that's where it works for me, very successful. But back to what Sharon was saying, I'm journaling every day, everything that I eat, what my weight is, I weigh myself every morning. And it's important to do that. And I visualize myself in my, my new suit, um, getting married on April 27, looking great, feeling physically great, just having happiness and, and just, I've envisioned that day and it's this wonderful day. And, and it, you need that, you need to have that to go back to because yesterday or the day before my 14 year old Bella said, Hey dad, can you stop by McDonald's and pick me up a Big Mac meal? And I was like, sure. All right. No big deal. She was going to pay for it. She's going to pay me back. Well, I'm telling you right now, smelling those McDonald's French fries all the way home <laughs> right. almost killed me. And so, and all I did was I went back to April 27th, back to April 27th, back to <laughs> April 27th. Because then I told her when I got home, I said, that's the last time I'm picking up McDonald's for you because I cannot take, I cannot put myself in that position. So that would be the other thing I would say is those bumps or those obstacles, anticipate them and do everything you can to avoid them. Or if you hit them like I did, make sure you have those visualizations in place because that's going to help you overcome it. 
That, I love that. Thank so you. So you'd never think about celebrating not eating French fries, but you should. <laughs> but you should. They are McDonald's French fries are tempting. Oh my gosh, they're the best. But you know, I, I love how you were talking about you know after Peggy, you know, you and Peggy had broken up the first time, like you turned a corner. And, and I tell people that all the time. You've turned a corner. It's a good thing you've turned a corner. Yes. Don't go back. Don't go back around that corner. Don't move backwards. You've turned the corner. Go forward. You know, so important to remember. Yes, 100%. So thank you, Jay, for sharing that. Um, that's really good. I mean, he's really been, I mean, it's been amazing to watch his journey of healing and accomplishing his goals. And I said to him, I said, do you visualize, have you visualized the date? Did you visualize the first kiss? <laughs> I mean, I've done that where I visualize going on a date and I'm like, I realize I'm not feeling too excited or, but I'm like, what do I want? Oh, I want this to be really fun. I want to feel happy. I want to have some great conversation. I want to feel like we've made a good connection. And I want to come home and I visualize myself just sitting down on the couch and going, oh, I feel so good. That was fun. Yeah. And you know what? It may not turn out exactly that way, but because I put that in, and it doesn't take but just a, a minute, maybe before, two minutes before you, you know, the guy pulls up or whatever. But then I, and, and, you know, if things don't go quite exactly like that, that's okay. I can go, you know, at the end of the date, I still feel better than I would have if I've gone and going, oh, I just don't know how this is going to go. I'm kind of nervous about maybe I'll, I will say the wrong thing or whatever. So that I, it's those baby steps. And so those are some of the ways you can use visualization to create your life to look to the future and bring the future to the present moment the way that you'd like it to go so thanks peggy and jay it was fun to have you here thanks for having me today thanks for coming jay and we will talk to you next time bye-bye thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and click the button to follow us. You can reach either Sharon or I at datetoyourpotential.com. We work with people who are single or married. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.